the Vine Time. Today's guest is Togue Braun from Downey Stayboat Scallops. Good morning, Togue. Good morning. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Great. Thanks for coming. And so I wanted you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll stick to the scallop parts yeah. of myself. Okay. Obviously. Fair enough. Um, so I, my father was a lobsterman. Uh, I've been I'm sorry. Father's day today. Happy. Father's oh, that's right. Happy father's, father's day. day. Well, um, unfortunately he passed away a few years ago, but it's still, mm-hmm. he will always be a huge factor in my life because I absolutely adored him. Just right. he was like the best father you could ever hope for. And, um, I'm sure that's part my my adoration of him was part of what got me involved in fisheries because he right. was a fisherman. Um, but basically I got a, a graduate degree in marine policy, um, later in life. Actually, I didn't go back to grad school until I was 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just, I've always been fascinated with commercial fishing and, you know, growing up in the coast of Maine, it's, there's a certain right. romanticism of growing up here and seeing, seeing all the delicious seafoods that are such hard work to bring in. Right. Uh, my obsession with scallops really began and when I um, started working for the Department of Marine Resources, which is the main the main state um, governance body for our fisheries, and there were two resource management coordinators at the time, one for lobster and one for everything else. And that just shows you how dominant lobster is in Maine fisheries. It wasn't always that way. Sure. We used to have a lot of different fisheries. Um, fishermen would switch between species over the course of the year. And mm-hmm. for a number of reasons I won't get into here, that is no longer the case in general. But right. I zeroed in on scallops quickly because we had overfished the resource and we weren't doing anything to bring it back. And I wanted to change that. And so working with a number of the scallop fishermen and scallop scientists and other stakeholders, we made some pretty dramatic changes to the way the state manages its fishery. Those changes were, you know, those changes plus the helping hand of Mother Nature um, helped to bring the resource back. And now we are consistently harvesting 10 times more than we did at the um, at the the very bottom of the the fishery, which was in the early 2000s. And that's and we're doing it sustainably because of the changes that were made to the way we manage the fishery. Okay. Uh, And in the process of doing that, I realized just how differently Maine fishermen fish. So Maine produces a tiny fraction of USC scallops, less than 2%. And we do it very differently. Whereas the majority of the boats that fish in the federal waters, which are offshore, they're at sea for a week or more at a time. They store their scallops in cloth bags buried in ice. The ice melts over the course of the trip and the scallops absorb it like little sponges. Right. The, the fishermen like this because they're paid by the weight. So the, the more they weigh, the more they get paid. Sure. Um, contrast that to what we do in Maine, which is our guys have to stay within three miles of shore. They can only get 135 pounds per trip. So they go out and they come right back in within hours. They, they never touch uh, fresh water. Right? Oh yeah. The boat. Yeah, they they shuck them right on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Shuck them on the boat. They're called, they're called day boats because they leave the dock and return within the same day. Right. And our scallops here in Maine are all harvested by owner operator, you know, small vessels where the guy that owns the vessel is the guy that's captaining the vessel mm-hmm. uh, it's a very different it's it's art you know you, the word artisanal is so overused nowadays single but it's, vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's single vineyard scallops. yes it's um it, an artisanal fishery really compared <laughs> to the much larger federal fishery mm-hmm. and you mentioned you know vineyards and of course it's a wine podcast um yep. Much as there's terroir in wine, Absolutely. there's miroir in shellfish. Um, and if you, if you think about it, I mean, an, an oyster, everyone just accepts the fact that oysters have different flavors. Like they they, they want to know like the side of the bay that the oyster came from sometimes because they understand intrinsically 
that that oyster is going to taste like the waters in which it grew. Mm -hmm. Same is true for scallops, but people don't realize that if all they've ever had are these offshore generic weak old waterlogged scallops. Right. Um, and I mean, everything an, a scallop or an oyster will ever be is taken from the water around it. So it really does have that sense of place that you can taste. And personally, I would rather taste Maine than the waters off New Jersey. So that's well, another reason that our scallops are so sure, good. Yeah. yeah. And so where in Maine is, or can we find the best scallops? Well, uh, you can find them more in, in place of Maine scallop season runs from December through March. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're going to get fresh Maine scallops, they're most likely going to be from that time period. There are some, there's some uh, scallop farmers that are that are growing scallops now. So you can occasionally get fresh Maine scallops. Someone told me about that. that yeah. they, not, they used to dive for them. That's what someone said. That someone was telling me the other day that they used to go out and, and, and it's funny because, um, we did a video with Alex Todd, who you yep. too, who's our good friend. And uh, Alex trolls off of the coast of Harpswell, but a friend of mine was saying when he was young, he used to go to Harpswell and he used to dive for them. They would well, you, there is still, there's a dive fishery. There's a commercial dive fishery and there's a recreational dive fishery. Oh, wow. But the the big thing to remember when you're hearing about dive scallops is the vast majority of scallops that are labeled diver scallops are not diver scallops. There is so much fraud associated with the term diver scallop that actually some people now don't even, when they hear that, when they define diver scallop, they define it by size. It means it's a scallop U10 or larger because there's so much fraud in diver scallops. The vast majority are just offshore, you know, trip boat scallops that are labeled diver scallops. It's, It's almost meaningless term we do have a very small we are the only state that has a significant dive fishery mm-hmm. our divers in maine produce less than five percent of maine sea scallops and remember that maine produces less than two percent of sea scallops in the country mm-hmm. so you see the term diver scallop everywhere i mean right. obviously it's it's a fraud is pervasive you don't want to be asking for diver scallops i mean if you can sure. get genuine diver scallops if you know a diver then right. great go for it go for but it. the There's best no thing difference. to ask is there a difference in in a scallop that's been dove for than a scallop that's been trolled for? I mean, is there a really big big difference in flavor? Um, all right, you, the answer for me is no. I was going to say, yeah, hear, so it's really like you will hear, some people will claim that diver scallops are less likely to have sand in them or grit because they haven't been tumbled around in the dredge. Right. Um, I have never noticed that. Some people will also say that because they don't experience the stress of being, you know, they're being plucked from the shore as opposed, you know, from the seafloor as opposed to being, you know, put in a dredge. But I I have had some amazing drag pot scallops. And if they're as long as, yeah, it doesn't matter how they're harvested. What really means is what matters is where they're harvested by what type of vessel and how they're handled. And right. so when you're getting a, a main scallop, because our fishery is so small and we have these small boats, if it's a main scallop, it's going to be a great tasting scallop. Yeah. But what, if you're out, you know, in the world and you want to order some really good scallops, order a day boat scallop. See if you can get day boat scallops if you can. And then one way to try to try to help ensure that you're getting a good quality scallop is to ask your fishmonger or, you know, who caught this? Right. If he can't tell you who caught it, He's probably too, you're probably getting a, you know, a generic trip boat scallop. And honestly, you're probably going to get a generic trip boat scallop no matter where you get them, because that's 95% of what comes into the U.S. And even at fine restaurants, most of those are trip boat scallops. So 
you really want to go to a reputable fishmonger or, you know, an online fishmonger like mine, Dave Downey's okay. Seaboat. Yeah. Um, and frozen is, is fun. <laughs> yeah. Frozen so is fun. You sell your scallops online, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. I sell my scallops. I mean, I'm, my mission with my business, I mean, I started my business to solve two problems. The first was that Maine fishermen were selling a premium product at a commodity price. Right. The second is that most Americans have no idea what scallops are supposed to taste like mm-hmm. because they're so, they're just, the market is flooded with these trip boat scallops that they're fine. It's, you know, I, I compare main scallops and uh, trip boat scallops to, you know, a Dom Perignon and a Barefoot Bubbly. You know, I drink cheap Prosecco sometime, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a place for that, but sometimes you want something. Yeah, really special. I mean, you want something really special, you should expect to, to spend a little time making sure you source it properly and you're going to pay more for it. Of course. And so where exactly are you selling your scallops nationally? I know you're selling some in Maine. I sell, I actually don't sell a lot in Maine because I try in Maine, if people can, they should order from the fishermen. So when I get some of my customers, when they say, hey, can I stop by your facility and pick them up? I'll say, yes, you can. But if it's during the season, why don't you just go to my fisherman's house? Because you know, if they're only buying a two or three pounds, then he gets extra money right. and they pay less money. Right. So if you can, you, the best place to buy seafood is from a fisherman. And right. if you can't get it from a fisherman, then buy it from a fishmonger who can tell you the name of the fisherman. Like you really, there's so much fraud out there, It's it, especially in the seafood world. You want to try to increase the chances that you're not being lied to. Oh, um, yeah. So try to go as close to the source as you can, ask questions, mm-hmm. get to know your fishmonger if you can, yeah. you know. Because you you want to trust someone when, when you're buying something like seafood, it really makes a big difference, and um, you want to trust them and ask them questions and get a feel for whether or not they're actually you know giving you the real deal or uh, right. a little bit of crock of shit. You know, <laughs> I get sometimes I get them from the Sheehan's. You know, the Sheehan's they oh yeah yeah they and they work directly with fishermen. Yeah, right. So she, so what happens is he, they have a kelp farm down east. Yeah, and so he goes up there two or three times a week, and on his way, he buys them from the divers, and or well, not the divers, but whoever the local. Yeah, he gets them from divers and draggers. He yeah. does. And so, yeah. and then what they do? This is so funny. They have four pound bags and eight pound bags, and they keep them in the cooler outside their house. And there's a tin can. <laughs> it just, it's like you know the merit system. Just yeah, on our, on our system with scallops. Yep, that's it. Yep, and so uh, there you are, and you can just put your either eighty or one one eighty one sixty. I think it is for an eight pound bag. And that's it. You grab your scallops and go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a really that's a really cheap price. And that's price. I mean, yeah, they're fresh. They're they're amazing. Um, but what I do is I just separate them into small bags and throw them in the freezer, and then I have yeah. Them. No scallops freeze incredibly well. I would always rather have a, a frozen scallop that was a good quality scallop right. when it was frozen than an air quote fresh scallop from God knows where. So right. exactly. And so where else in the U.S. are you selling your scallops then? I mean, honestly, if you're if, if you're a consumer and you want to buy my scallops, go to my website downeastdayboat.com. I have um, I have sold through Sitka Salmon before. I have sold to um, Cousins Maine Lobster before. Oh yeah, very, yeah, very small amounts of wholesale because really my whole thing is I like to educate consumers. My mission is really about education more than anything right. else, sure. and showing people what scallops are supposed to taste like. Sure. Um, there was a chef that I was selling to in New York for a while, and he stopped buying at the time. And he was paying, this was 10 years ago, he was paying $35 a pound wholesale, which is a high price for a wholesale scallop, especially sure. 10 years ago. And he stopped buying. And so the person, that, the salesperson I was working with said, you know, what's the problem? Is the, is the quality not there? And the, the guy said, oh, no, these are the best scallops I've ever had. 
They're completely different from what I'm used to getting. I know they're worth this money. But to pay $35 a pound, I've got to charge $60 a plate. Right. And if I put a $60 beef, you know, steak on my menu, my customers will order it. Absolutely. Because they'll just know, oh, it's going to be a Wagyu beef or it's going to be a really good quality cut of steak because they know that level of quality differential exists in beef. Mm-hmm. People don't realize it exists in scallops. Sure. So there's an education component of like oh, once you've tried my scallops, mm-hmm. you know, a truly fresh day boat scallop, yeah. you can't eat anything else. I've had I've had James Beard, uh, you know, award recipient saying, Togi, you've ruined scallops for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're so amazing. And so what's next for you? What's you know, what are you gonna do next at this given moment? You have your company that you're selling scallops yep. internationally. Yeah. Um, so I'm just, I'm looking to grow my business. I'm also, right. I'm on the New England Fisheries Management Council. My passion is fisheries management much more right. so than actually sales of scallops. Sale, sure. Selling scallops is just a, a tool that I use to get the word out about Bain's amazing scallops. But I'm also looking potentially at moving to a Portland facility where I'll be able to have some cooking demonstrations oh, yeah, sure. um, and events. Because I mean, right now I'm in Bremen, which is out of the way. I'd right. love to get a presence on on commercial street so that people get you know people coming off the the boats can come and and go to a scallop tasting room and taste scallops from six different areas to see great idea just how different the i mean honestly tasting is believing Mm -hmm. and so if i could have a place on the waterfront where people could just walk in and and learn about you know a scallop education center scallop tasting center i'm looking at doing one of those if you need help with wine let me know i'll bring the wine well that that would be ideal is to have tasting wine and sure. sake sake and scallops yeah. go so well together we did, um, a, we did a scallop video with Alex, todd because you introduced him to yeah him. yeah very much for that and then we went on the boat with him and it was freezing it was like six o'clock in the morning yeah <laughs> like very cold day and then we came back and brought the scallops and we did try with the two different types of sake and yeah. uh sake you know it's underrated and people don't you know realize how food friendly it is and scallops are a big component in japanese food too so mm-hmm. you know great pairing but we found a lot of other things, you know, the traditional pairing for scallops is always Chardonnay and Chenin Blanc, but I really find that, you know, there's some good gruners out there that pair well. We found a really cool Albarino from California that we tasted on Women Love Wine, which is what I'm mm-hmm. going to talk to you about next. So you and I filmed uh, a project, which it, I swear to God, it's coming out this summer. <laughs> it was filmed last May in uh, here in Portland with Lee Kellis, who was our guest last week. Uh, called Women Love Wine, which you were a guest, and mm-hmm. uh, I provided the wine, so that should be coming out very soon. We had some technical difficulties in the um, in the editing process, so it's, mm-hmm. it's it's final stages is the best way to put it. So it should be out soon, and that'll be out on Vine Time TV, so you can see it there and you can share it when that so that comes. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I would suggest too, and you know, I, you were really good at um, presentation, is um, and I know that do you have Instagram or anything like that. I am horrible at posting on Instagram, but I do yeah. Instagram. I need to get my a YouTube channel because I mean I love doing. Oh yeah, for products. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Uh, and if you need help, let me know. It's really quite easy. All you really need is a Gmail address. Yeah. And then from that, you just create. If so, if you ever needed five minutes to sit down, I can help you with that whole thing. But if you create a bunch of videos and smaller ones, we can always share it through our stuff too. Because cool. you know, you know, education is key on everything. You know, what we try to do is bring like from the sea to the table. I guess you know. I mean, I, I like food from the land as well. But, you know, for me, it's sometimes it's always about sea. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, any kind of education. And, and we might be doing a project. My last guest was from Ireland, who's a Michelin star chef from Ireland, from Galway. And we might do a project between Ireland and Maine. To see mm-hmm. That would be quite nice. 
So I'm going to keep you posted on that one. Cool. Um, but the other thing is, um, you know, I ask all my guests this, you know, what do you love? Um, I love uh, evening the scales in fisheries. Uh, oh, right. There yeah. are a lot, you know, in in fisheries, just like everything else, right. you know, the, the rules are made by the people that have the power to get more power. You know, that's how it goes. And um, sure. there, and so the, the it's a participatory it's a participatory process. And of right. course, just like in all other areas of politics, the guys that have the money can afford to hire the lobbyists. Right. So they entrench their uh, advantages, and so. Sure. The thing that I, the thing that I'm most proud of that I've done in recent years was um, helping the small boat fishermen in Maine get a fair shake in the northern Gulf of Maine scallop fishery um, management area. Right. To make a really long story short, it's a large area that was at one point set aside specifically for the small boats from northern New England, mm -hmm. and the big boats were totally fine with letting us have it as long as there was nothing there. And right. then once the resource started to rebuild, all of a sudden, oh, we never um, said you could have Yeah. So without getting into all of the details, it was a long battle. Um, right. And we ended up getting a decent share of this area, and the, re the resource now is starting to rebuild. So whereas, you know, Maine's season which is in inshore waters is December 1st to the end of March. The Northern Gulf of Maine scallop fishery opens April 1st. So it extends the season. Oh, this wow. year is pretty brief, but you know, in future we should be able to have scallops from December through, through May anyway, and maybe oh, even amazing. into June. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's, right. that's something that I'm, so what I, yeah, that's what I love. I love, I love fighting for justice. In okay, fishery. good. So what about the crab industry? Cause we did a crab video. I, did, I was on my pilot and we met yep. Glenn Libby that you introduced yep. me to from, yep. uh, Port Clyde Fresh Catch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I love Maine crab. This is this right. is going to come as a shock to some people, but Maine crab meat is my favorite seafood to eat. I love it. Um, and the issue right now is we we have an abundant supply of crabs. We do not have pickers. Picking crab meat is a pain in the ass. Can well, I say it? It's not just it, it's no, it's fine. Um, but, but it's not. It is, and we in the video in the pilot that we filmed, we actually went to Port Clyde and filmed the pickers. It's amazing, you know. They boil it and it's all steamy, and they're standing around a table picking the crabs. But is it the pickers or is it the uh, fishermen? Because um, Glenn was telling me that it's a bycatch. How do you say it? If people don't go fishing for crab, they right? It's a bycatch. Yeah, they call it a bycatch fishery. It's when you right. bring it up at the same time you're bringing up lobsters. But right. the, the main issue right now is the pickers. Um, so sometimes you know. fly. So but hey, now, close. You need pickers. <laughs> Yeah, not just mid coast. It's right, now there's good. another woman, Jillian Robillard, who's actually would be a good person for you to deal with. Um, okay. She's 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 twenty or twenty one. Her father was a fisherman, and she started this. She started Southern Maine Crabs LLC, oh, and good. she's just doing her own business trying to get crabs. But she also can't get the pickers. So sometimes right. you have pickers and you don't have crabs. Right now there are enough. The guys would bring in the crabs if. Jillian and Glenn and others wanted to buy them, but they can't buy them right now because they don't have enough pickers. And I've told Glenn, charge me double, like pay your people double because right. I will pay, but it's just everywhere right now. It's so hard to find workers. And Maine crab meat is so different from any other crab meat. I mean, Completely to like Alaska different. Where it's like so salty and it's just so sweet and delicate and it's versatile. Like I used to buy Marshall, you know, Marshall yep. from Jay's. Yeah. So this is how we yeah. know each other from Jay's. Yeah. Um, 25 plus years of Jay's. Uh, Marshall used to get me crab meat that was from Canada. Funny enough. Yep. But, you know, he would get, they were all parcels into these like little eight ounce 
um, packets and I would get like a whole thing of them and then just freeze them. But you can take them out and put them in pasta. You can put them in, you know, you can make dip. There's so many things that you can do. No, I love... And main cra- a lot of times when you're getting the crabs from Alaska, they've been frozen and they put them in a brine solution. So that's partly why that's they're salty. Yeah. Right. And honestly, crab meat doesn't freeze that well. It does freeze and you have to freeze it because it's so perishable. Right. But I, I like, I will have a frozen scallop. No problem. Right. Frozen lobster meat. Yeah, I'll take it. Frozen sure. crab meat. No, like I just, the crab right. meat does not freeze as well as, as For other sure. foods. I, get, I see what you're it's saying. It's still delicious. I mean, it's right. being crappy, but yeah. the, the, the difference, the step the down. The level, fresh. yeah. Yeah. And then so most of the stuff that we're having in the restaurants in Portland, is it fresh crab meat? Um, I don't know. It depends. Like, I know that Jay's gets some red crab. Right. Um, and a lot of it is frozen. Like, I don't even, I, I have not been at Jay's for a while. I should ask Richard next time he yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Richard's any chef there. He's doing a great job. Yeah. He yeah, mentioned sure. red crab. Um. And I know, like, so Luke Lo- Luke's lobster does some freezing. And of course, if you if you really invest in like vacuum sealing the crab meat first, and uh, there are ways to make it freeze better. But I'm talking right. about just like home stuff. Like a, a, a person that buys scallops and has some left over can stick them in a Ziploc bag and stick it in their freezer. Take it out in a month, and they're right. going to be fine. Home freezing of crab meat is just not right. great. So yeah. I don't know right now where most of it's coming. Jonah crab is the best, of course, right. but right. Right. That's what they were picking when we went to, to um, the Fresh Port Clyde. Yeah. 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 Port Clyde. What a great place. And so um, that's about it. I, you know, I, I thank you so much for coming. I, I wish you the best on everything. And when um, Women Love Wine comes out, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, share and, and, and you tell a little bit more of your story to Lee and myself yep. in that. So, which is great. And uh, we're always a hundred percent behind you because we love him. So. Well, thank you. And listen, I'm on a mission to show the world what scallops should taste like. They're supposed to taste like Maine Dayboat scallops. So Downey's Dayboat. I have a website, downeastdayboat.com. And even if you don't want to buy, if you just have some questions about scallops, why can't we eat the roe on scallops? Why, you know, what is a diver scallop? Spoiler alert, it's a fraudulently labeled drag cut scallop. So yeah, I'm happy to answer questions. And where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, at Downey's Dayboat. Okay, good. And, and I, I am awful. I don't put it up on Instagram. I'm actually better because I'm old on Facebook than I am on Instagram. That's okay. Um, and so uh, do you have a song for me? Well, it's funny. Uh, um, you mentioned at the beginning of this that I would have to come up with a song. And I can't think of anything scallop related, but I do love, you know, I'm all about trying to make the best of whatever situation you're in and try to keep that positive attitude. Absolutely. So I'm going to choose Ray Stevens' Misty. Yeah. Okay. Not Johnny Mathis, Misty, which I also love, but Misty by Ray Stevens. Okay. Well, here is your song. Thank you very much. <laughs> Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, Melanie. Look at me.